I wish you would give God a praise if you're blessed tonight. I wish everything blessed in this building would open up your mouth. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom the Lord hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. You can't tell it like I can tell it. Hey, are you blessed tonight? Clap your hands one more time and give him a praise in this place. Whoa. Grab your Bibles tonight. Go with me to the book of Psalms, chapter number one. Book of Psalms, chapter number one. That's where I want to invite you to join me in the word of the Lord tonight. And uh, I'll tell you what, I... Uh, I was contacted uh, earlier in the week, or actually maybe the end of last week, by Holy Ghost Radio, and uh, they asked me if I could prepare a, uh, a devotion that they could broadcast on their channel in the next few days. How many of you know what Holy Ghost Radio is? Y'all blessed by Holy Ghost Radio? you don't know what that is, ask a brother or a sister after church. Tell them to hook you up. Um, Holy Ghost Radio is an incredible, uh, started out as just an app, but there's so many things now uh, with 24-7 preaching, teaching, Holy Ghost-filled music that you can have with you all day, every day. And uh, they contacted me and asked me if I could prepare something for them. And as the Lord began to place something on my heart, I, I felt nudged just to share, share the devotion with you all tonight. That be all right? Is that all right if y'all just join me for a devotion tonight? Now, y'all, my devotion might look a little different than other people's devotions. But uh, I, I just feel to, to share this with you tonight. I don't know that we'll be here very long. We'll see what the Lord will do. But I want to go to the book of Psalms, chapter number one, and I want to begin reading at verse number one. Amen. Psalm chapter one, verse number one says, Blessed is the man. You could say woman there as well. You know why it's a man and a woman, right? Because when the Lord finished making Eve, Adam looked over and said, whoa, man. I thought I have at least half the sisters giving me an amen right there. <laughs> that may be a little theologically distorted. I don't know. Uh, but you could insert woman right there. This is not gender specific. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And for a few moments tonight, I just want to preach, teach about the blessed life. The blessed life. Why don't you turn about two or three people standing next to you. Tell them I'm all about that blessed life. Come on, tell them I'm all about that blessed life. Whoa. One more time, put your Bibles down and give God a resounding applause in this sanctuary tonight. Whoa. 
glory to the name of Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Hey! Woo. I'm living my blessed life. I'm living my blessed life. Hate me if you want to. Uh, point fingers if you want to. Uh, I don't apologize uh, for the blessing of God that's in my life. I'm living uh, the blessed life. I don't know how much of a devotion we're going to keep this to tonight, but you can be seated. Band, y'all don't go too far. It is apparent when you begin to read the word of the Lord that God is a God of blessing. He created mankind, puts him in the garden, and man from the first breath that he draws into his lungs is a blessed man. Now, I don't know why it is, and perhaps it's not the case in this house tonight, but for some reason, the human, uh, the human carnal mind has a difficult time embracing blessing. For some reason, you go to preaching about being blessed. It's like that the flesh wants to retract from, from the idea of being blessed. It's like the same concept of talking about devils and angels. We have a propensity to have more faith about angel or devils than we do angels. Somebody walks up in the house of the Lord and said, Oh, Brother Trevor, pray for me. The devil's been messing with me all week long. You know what we do immediately? Oh, brother, I'm going to be praying with you. That, that lying devil. Let's, come on, let's, let's pray together. My dancer. Well, crush Satan. Well, we can sing them songs and dance. We believe in devils. But you let a brother walk in and say, my God, you won't believe what's been happening all day. Angels, I've been feeling the presence of angels all around me. You look at that brother and be like, um, something's wrong with him. But the fact of the matter is, if you read the book of Revelation, I, I think it's chapter 21, verse number 8. I don't re remember, but, but and my math might not, not be exactly right. Y'all know that, that I, that I, uh, I I'm, you know, I, I, I wasn't, high school was a, uh, uh, you see what had happened was, I graduated by the blessing of God. Not because I wasn't smart, I just, before I got the Holy Ghost, I had some struggles. But if I, if I do the math in, in Revelation 21.8, the Bible says that a third of the angels fell from heaven. That means that there is two-thirds of the angels that are left. And if one-third of the angels fell and became devils, that means that there is a two-to-one ratio of angels to demons. You're two times more likely to have an angelic counter encounter than you are to have a demonic encounter. And so if we can dance and sing songs about fighting the devil and overcoming the devil, I wonder how much faith we could have to understand that for every devil that's facing us, God's got two angels that are working for us. I'm saying that to tell you uh, that God did not create you uh, to be on the defense all of the time. Uh, God did not create you uh, to just be struggling all of the time. Uh, God did not create you uh, to be the tail, to be the bottom, uh, to be the last. Uh, his word said, I'm the head uh, and I'm not the tail. See what I'm saying? Uh, I see y'all having a difficult time shouting over this. Uh, his word said, I'm the head uh, and I'm not the tail, uh, that I'm above and I'm not beneath. His word declares that I'm the lender and 
I'm not the borrower. Faith will tell you to shout over that verse of Scripture even when you're trying to figure out how to pay the bills. I might be the borrower right now, but if I'll keep on doing it God's way, there's going to come a moment when I'm no longer, I wish I had a witness in the building, that I'm no longer the borrower, but I am the lender. He's a God of blessing. He wants to bless you. I said he wants to bless you. He wants to, to pour out his blessing upon you. Malachi chapter 3 says that when we bring our tithe and offering into the house of the Lord, that he opens up the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing on us uh, that there shall not be room enough uh, to receive it. I got four people on their feet uh, that are believing God for that right now. Uh, I wonder what could happen uh, if we'd really get a hold of that scripture uh, with some faith in our heart uh, and understand that it's God's good pleasure uh, to bless uh, his children. You read over in the book of Deuteronomy chapter number 28. He said, and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come on the earth. We just singing a song about blessing but he said this, the blessing shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. I just need three people in the building that said, I want the blessing. God, if nobody else wants it, I want you to see me tonight. God, put me on record tonight that I want to live in your blessing. Put me on record tonight, God, that I want to walk in favor and dominion here. He's a God of blessing. <laughs> he said the blessing will overtake you. My God, I got to keep hurrying, but I got to stop here. This stuff's too good. For the blessing to overtake you. Come here, Brother Trevor. <laughs> See, most of us are postured like this. If this is blessing... Most of us are postured chasing blessing. That blessing's a slick one, I'm telling you. Just when you think, oh, I almost got. That's how most of us live our life, chasing blessing. But when you do what God said to do in his word, it said his blessing will overtake you. That means wherever you go, you, you won't even be able to get away from the, the blessing. Will just, I'm not even trying. I'm not even, not only will it catch you, jump on my back. It will overtake you. The blessing, oh my God. My God, I feel like preaching to somebody in the building. It's the will of God that you live the blessed life. God doesn't want you running around chasing the blessing. God wants your life wherever you go. Send my blessing after you. Order my blessing after you. I want my blessing. I just need about 12 witnesses in the building. I'm preaching tonight about living a blessed life. <laughs> I'm just sharing a little devotion with y'all tonight. <laughs> See, these are the images that go through my mind in my devotions. He said, the blessing is going to overtake you if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Then he said, blessed shalt thou be in the city and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and the increase of thy kind 
and the flocks of thy sheep. He's saying everything that belongs to you, everything up under the auspices of your name is going to be blessed. Some of you got to get a revelation of this. You see, when God's blessing is on you, everything connected to you becomes blessed. Sister Tabitha, your boss will receive a healing because you were praying. Brother Daniel, the company will give raises because you're working for it. Everything, my God, I feel like preaching to even the dogs at your house are blessed when God's blessing is on your life. He said, when I bless you, everything up under your name is blessed. You ought to tell somebody, you're blessed just to know me. You're blessed just to be connected to me. Don't you dare kick me to the curb. Don't lose your blessing. Don't kick me out of your circle because you're going to lose a blessing. Uh-huh. Then he says, blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. <laughs> A basket is what you use to transport your goods. And the store is where you put them to store them up. In other words, can I put it in modern English? He said, blessed is going to be your wallet and your bank account. See, I got some of y'all just seeing devils tonight, uh, but I got a few people uh, that are seeing angels tonight. I feel like telling somebody uh, there are more for you uh, than there are against you. Uh, I feel like preaching to you uh, that the favor of God uh, is greater than the attack of the enemy. Uh, I feel like encouraging you tonight uh, that the hand of God uh, is more powerful uh, than the works of your adversary. I'm going to bless your wallet. I'm going to bless your storehouse, your bank. Uh, somebody I'll just get their debit card out right now and just put it in your Bible. Uh, right here on Psalm 1. I know, I, I know I sound crazy, but, but somebody ought to just whip out your Now, don't let that debit card get lost around here. There's some people that still need the Holy Ghost in the house. I'm just saying. Uh, but you ought to tuck that debit card uh, in Psalm 1 right now uh, in your Deuteronomy 28 uh, and you ought to close your Bible over that debit card uh, and declare the word of the Lord uh, over your life. Uh, God, your blessing uh, over my basket. Uh, your blessing uh, over my storehouse. Uh, come on, if I got any people uh, who are tithers in the building, uh, you ought to have some boldness uh, to stand on the word of God tonight uh, and Say, I rebuke lack. I rebuke it. Your word says that I'm blessed. Your words, I wish I had a believer in the building. Your word said that I've got enough. Your word said, come on. He's not just a God of enough. He's a God of more than enough. He'll bless you and let the overflow bless everything standing around you. He's a God of blessing. Just a lot of late. They came too late to tell me. You're looking at a future homeowner right here. She's house shopping right now. I know she ain't trying to let everybody know her, but I'm just telling you. I remember when I came here six years ago, walking into Kmart. And there ain't nothing wrong with Kmart or any place. All work is noble work. When you do it, it's under the Lord. Because if you'll get up and be faithful there, God will keep opening the doors for you. Let me preach to a spirit that wants to sit around and be lazy, uh, waiting for some special door to open, and I'm, I'm waiting for the right opportunity, and I'm, I'm waiting. Hey, baby, listen, uh, opportunity only has hair uh, on the front of its head. Uh, you can't get a hold of it once it passes you by. You just asked Joseph, who got up in that dungeon and made sure it was the cleanest dungeon around. I ain't got time to get into all of that, but I remember six years ago, Walking into Kmart, looking over there, see Sister Navalette. I was just learning who everybody was. 
I'm going to tell you what, this woman of God's been faithful to God. I said she's been faithful to God. And I've watched God just bless her and bless her and elevate her. I remember her coming to the church and throwing us the keys to her car. Said, God gave me a new one. Give this one to somebody else. When you know who your source is, you can just let the overflow. Come on. I'm preaching to somebody in the building about living the blessed life. My God, I haven't even got to my text. Verse 6, he said, blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. Everywhere you go, God's going to bless you when you go and when you come. Y'all thought it was just Fred Hammond that wrote them lyrics. Fred didn't write those lyrics. David Hammond did. King David Hammond. And then he said in verse 7, the Lord shall cause thine enemies that shall rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. God said, I'll break up every unified effort to take you down because when you're blessed by God, it's a whole lot more than money in your bank account, baby. When you're living under the auspices of God's blessing in your life, oh, he prospers your health. He prospers your safety. He'll give you favor. He'll give you dominion. There are some blessings that money cannot pay for. But when you're living the blessed life. <laughs> and so God, God's a God of blessing. And we could preach about all kind of things. Y'all be seated. Y'all a bunch of crazy radicals on Tuesday night. We could preach all kind of things tonight. But there are some keys in the book of Psalms to living the blessed life. Now, if you got a pen and paper tonight and you're taking notes, you're going to want to write this down. Because... In Psalm chapter 1, the writer begins to, in a very poetic way, pen words in a song that bring revelation to us concerning God's blessing in our life. And he begins the book of Psalm chapter 1 by saying, blessed is the man or woman. Somebody just say, I'm blessed. And he begins by telling us some things that a blessed person does not do. Sometimes the best way to find out what to do is to first figure out what not to do. And so he begins to talk about what a blessed person will not do. He begins to uncover the culture of blessing. How many of you understand that there's a culture to blessing? Once you begin to live in the blessing of God, you'll understand there's, there's a lifestyle, there's a culture to living blessed by God. And he starts out by saying, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. A key to being blessed is to pay attention who you take counsel from. A blessed, part of the culture of blessing, part of protecting the blessing in your life is to understand that I, I will not take heed to ungodly counsel. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Notice, if you will, that there is an action associated with this taking counsel from the ungodly. He, he says that he will not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. If somebody is demonstrating ungodly fruit in their life, 
they have disqualified themselves to speak words that would be counsel to my ears. I don't care who they are. I don't care what their title is. I, I don't care how, how. Come on, somebody. Uh, if they are living in a way uh, that is ungodly, uh, because why? Uh, because a, a, a bitter, uh, bitter fountain cannot put forth sweet water. A lemon tree cannot produce uh, sweet apples. Uh, and if somebody's spirit is contaminated with ungodliness, uh, you will not be able to reap fruit from their life uh, that will not contaminate uh, your spirit. And part of living a blessed life is to protect who you take counsel from. They will not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Somebody shout the blessed life. They will not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. They will not stand. Somebody say stand. In the way of the sinner. Here's another word denoting the posture of the individual. First, they're walking in the counsel of the ungodly. But all of a sudden, they are standing in the way of the sinner. Notice there is a digression of movement. I was moving forward, but now I've lost progress. Because if you walk in the counsel of the ungodly long enough, your progress will be halted. And before you know it, you will not just be listening to the counsel of the ungodly, but you will be now standing in the way of the sinner. It is interesting to know that there is a parallel with these three actions involved in Psalm chapter 1 and an association of our position psychologically. The counsel of the ungodly denotes the thinking of a man. The standing in the way of the sinner denotes the behavior of a man. That is a result, a manifestation of thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And then sitting in the seat of the scornful denotes a sense of belonging. He's standing in the way of the sinner. If you listen to ungodly counsel long enough, ungodly counsel will affect your thinking. It is information. And if you subject yourself to ungodly information long enough, it will form your opinions about things. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. That's why you got to be careful not to form your opinions from ungodly and carnal people. Don't, don't, don't just form opinions about things based off of what other people are saying or thinking. Somewhere you better let truth uh, prevail in your mind and in your spirit because if you're not careful, uh, the counsel uh, of the ungodly uh, will begin to shape uh, your thought process. And when it does, it will cause you to behave differently. And before long, it won't just be your thinking that's affected, but it will, your thinking will be manifest as behavior. And you will no longer be walking, but you will be standing in the way of the sinner. What's interesting to note here is some transliterations literally will describe this verse by saying the pathway of the sinner. You're walking on the same road as the sinner. But blessed people learn in their culture that I will not walk in the way of the sinner. <laughs> Pathways indicate direction. Pathways are connected to destinations. 
And if you're not careful, you will, oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. You will allow ungodly counsel to get in your mind. And somewhere in your walking, there will be a, a divergence of the path, a fork in the road. And the influence of the ungodly will cause you to walk. And at first, the pathways are so close together that it is almost undiscernible that you have gotten off of the path. But the farther you walk down the road, you will become further and further from the path of righteousness. And you better understand, the Bible says there is a way that seemeth, seemeth right unto a man. But the ends thereof are the ways of destruction. Oh, you got to understand if you walk that path long enough, there is an end to that road. But the culture of blessed people is that I will not walk in the counsel of the ungodly and I will not stand in the way of the sinner. you got to have enough backbone to look at people that are disobedient to God uh, and say, I'm sorry, uh, I'm not doing this with you. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm not participating with you. Uh, I love you, uh, but we can't hang out for right now. Uh, you're going to have to pray through. Uh, you're going to have to get right with, come on, somebody. Uh, you're going to have to get right with God because we're not headed uh, in the same direction. Uh, I'm not going where you're going. Uh, the end of that road isn't the destination uh, that I'm I will not stand in the way of the why because I'm living the blessed life. I'm living the I don't want to step outside of the blessing of God. I don't want to step outside of the favor of God. Walketh not in the counsel of the godly, nor standeth in the way of the sinner nor sitteth, bring me that chair as quick as you can, nor sitteth, first you were walking, then you're standing, and if you continue long enough, just stay here and help me, if you continue long enough, you will now be sitting. Do you see the digression of movement? Because there is a a digression that happens when you begin to entertain the influence of the voice of ungodly counsel and you begin to participate in the behavior of the sinner. Before long, you will be sitting in the seat of the scornful. You just look up scornful when you get home. But to be scornful is somebody that becomes critical of everything. To become scornful is somebody that can't, can't, can't be happy about nothing. Everything is wrong. Every, everybody's messed up. Everything's tore up. You, have you ever been around some scornful people? Just look straight ahead. Just look straight, straight ahead. Scornful, scornful people. I, I can't stand them people. When people begin to talk that way about the people they're a part of, <laughs> I, okay, I, I won't go there. <laughs> scornful scorning complaining critical of everything their focus has become on everything negative they can find the problem is they don't take enough time to study the mirror <laughs> to consider themselves and if you want to live a life of blessing, there's a reason why the writer wrote this chapter. Because there is a way that you can step outside of the blessing of God in your life. When you begin to entertain the counsel of the ungodly, and you begin to walk in the way of the sinner, before long you are sitting in the seat of the scornful, and Satan has effectively rendered you and demobilized you. It's, it's hard to reach people that are sitting in the seat of the scornful. Bible says that a brother offended is harder to be one than a city. But when you begin to live in this life, you separate yourself from the blessing. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Now stand in the way of sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his 
delight. Thank you. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Woo! I'm glad there's a but in that chapter. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Uh, the blessed culture uh, learns how to bring our minds uh, into submission uh, to the word of God. Uh, part of the blessed culture uh, is we begin to discipline our thoughts uh, on the word and the truth uh, of God. His delight uh, is in the law of the Lord uh, and in his law uh, doth he uh, meditate. Uh, what is he doing? He's bringing uh, his thoughts uh, into obedience. Uh, the blessed culture uh, brings your thoughts uh, into submission uh, to the law and the word uh, of God. There is something that begins to happen uh, when you bring your mind uh, to an altar uh, and you bring every, every thought uh, into captivity uh, under the obedience uh, of Christ. There's something uh, that begins to happen uh, when you bring your thoughts uh, to an altar uh, and you make them submit themselves uh, to the word of the Lord uh, when your mind begins to change uh, all of a sudden, your behavior uh, will begin to follow. Uh, and there will go from a regression uh, of movement. Uh, and God will begin to pick uh, you up uh, out of the seat uh, of the scornful. Uh, his delight uh, is in the law of the Lord. Uh, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Woo, I love this right here. And he shall be like a tree. But not just any tree. He's going to be like a tree planted. Now you got to stop right there and not pass the, the revelation. Because in the wild, trees are not planted. In the wild, trees come up. Wherever nature puts the seed, the wind blows the seed, the, the squirrel carries the acorn, the, the, you, you understand, the, the animals help cross-pollinate, and, and there are different things. The tree drops the seed. Seeds come up wherever the seed just happens to be blown or to fall. But when the scripture says uh, that you're a tree planted, uh, it is indicative uh, of divine design. That means that if it's planted, uh, somebody chose a spot. Uh, somebody intentionally uh, put it there. Uh, somebody put their hand on the seed uh, and picked out a spot uh, and said, oh my God, uh, Somebody that's been planted uh, knows what I'm talking about. Uh, God knows how to grab you uh, and to put you uh, right where you're supposed to be. Uh, he shall be uh, like a tree. Uh, God said, I'm going to put you uh, in perfect position. Uh, I'm going to plant you uh, in just the right spot. Uh, you're going to be like a tree uh, planted uh, by the rivers uh, of uh, water. Uh, I'm not going to put you in a barren place. Uh, uh, if you're a tree uh, and you're planted by a river, uh, that means there is an endless supply uh, of water uh, to nourish your root system. Uh, God said, uh, when you do things my way, uh, I'll put you in the ground uh, and I'll bring your roots uh, in direct connection uh, to a source of water uh, that'll cause you to grow uh, at an accelerated rate. Uh, you'll grow faster than other trees. Uh, you'll grow taller than other trees. Uh, you'll grow Come on, somebody. Uh, you're going to stand head and shoulders uh, above the rest. Why? Because that's uh, part of the blessed uh, life. Uh, I'll bring resources to you uh, that you could never get yourself. Uh, a tree can't move itself. Uh, but God said, I'll bring the resources. Uh, I'll put you in connection uh, with the flow uh, that will feed your life. like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You're going to bring forth fruit in your season. In other words, you're not going to be barren. Don't mistake a season of dormancy for barrenness in your life. 
part of being blessed is understanding that God works in seasons. A tree doesn't blossom all year round. Just because there's no fruit on the tree doesn't mean that it's not healthy. It might just not be its season. That's why we have to be careful when the Bible says that we are unwise when we compare ourselves among ourselves. Because somebody else's season may not be your season. And you're wondering why they're producing all of this fruit. Uh, and you're looking at your branches and it looks like nothing's happening. And it's not that they're producing fruit and you're not. Uh, they're just in a different season than you're in. Don't despise uh, other people's season. Uh, when you despise somebody else's season of blessing, you disqualify yourself uh, from ever entering that season. Come on, somebody. When you become a hater uh, to somebody on another level, uh, you shut the door of access for you to ever get that same thing. If you can't believe it for somebody else, then baby, it's not for you. You got to be careful. That's why you have to rejoice with them that rejoice. I might have just lost my job, but if you got a promotion, we're going to rejoice together over what God has done because if God's faithful to you, I know he's going to be faithful to me. You're going to bring forth your fruit in your sick, can I preach to somebody right now and encourage you? Uh, don't give up. Uh, it's just winter time. Uh, don't give up. Uh, it's just the fall. Uh, if you'll hang on uh, and you'll stay faithful to God, the culture of blessing uh, dictates uh, that you're going to bring forth uh, your fruit uh, in your season. Your season's coming. Tell somebody I'm living the blessed life. I'm going to bring forth your fruit in your season. His leaf also, <coughs> y'all don't get scared. <coughs> I'm coughing out and people start running the aisles right out the door. It says, his leaf also shall not wither. Oh, God said, I'm going to build into you an immunity against destruction in your life. Your leaf shall not wither. No weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. Your leaf is going to be healthy. Your leaf is going to remain full of life. Your leaf is going to keep on producing. Your leaf shall not. See, if I had some people right now that were seeing angels instead of devils, you'd be shouting right now over your leaf not withering. You'd be shouting right now over your fruit that's about to be coming on the branches of your life right now. My God, somebody in the building needs to get a hold of this tonight. God. God wants you to live the blessed life. I want you to live the blessed life. Can I, can I stop here long enough to tell you that God's blessing is not connected to the world's economy. I know, I know, I know, I know I'm out on a limb tonight, uh, but I'm standing with boldness in my spirit to tell you that God's blessing uh, is not connected uh, to the world's economy. Uh, don't you dare take your cues uh, from what's happening in the world around you. Uh, if God said you're blessed, uh, then you're blessed. Uh, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. Uh, it doesn't matter what happens in your life. Uh, if you'll stay focused on God, you're going to see uh, God's blessing. Overflow in your life. His leaves are not weather. And I like this next phrase right here. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Y'all ever heard of King Midas? Everything he touched turned to gold. This is the biblical Midas touch. God said, when you're walking in my blessing, whatever you do, I'm going to cause it to prosper. Whatever you do, 
I'm going to cause it to prosper. If I put you in the library, the library is going to prosper. Come on, somebody. If I put you in a particular place of employment, that business is going to be blessed. When I put you, I wish I had 10 people in the building that believe what I'm saying. Whatever you do, come on. Sister Mandy, you know what I'm talking about. That place is blessed because of the favor of God that's on your life. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I told you all I'm just sharing a little devotion with you tonight. Part of our problem sometimes is we want God to bless what we're not doing. We want him to prosper what we're not willing to do. We want to sit back and just say, where's it at, God? Can I just give you another tip to the culture of blessing? God will never do for you what you can do for yourself. God's blessing is not a welfare program. <laughs> Come on, some, I, I know some of y'all can't shout, but I'm telling you right now, the blessing of God is not a welfare program. God didn't need the little boys two fish and five loaves. God could have fed them with a the snap of his finger. But he did not circumvent the faith of the little boy. He said, I need somebody to give me everything they got. Even though it's not enough, if they'll give me everything they have, I'll bless it, I'll break it, I'll multiply it. And when I give it back to him, it won't be two fish and five loaves. It'll be 12 basketfuls running over. That's the blessing of God. When God sees you giving everything you got, when God sees you laying it all on the line, when God, oh, come on, somebody, whatsoever, he doeth uh, shall uh, prosper. <laughs> Sometimes we delay the blessing of God because we're holding back on God. You're like some of these people freaking out over this virus. Got your garage full of toilet paper. Because you're afraid of what's going to happen tomorrow. That's how we live for God sometimes. Holding things back. Reserving this, I, I, I don't want to get hurt. I, 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 I don't want to fail. I, I, I'm afraid of this. You, God, God's going to sit there and wait all day long until you get enough faith in your spirit uh, to pull everything out uh, and put it to work uh, and get everything you got. Quit singing songs uh, that say, Lord, uh, I'm available to you. Quit standing in an altar uh, and saying, I give myself away. Not really, though. Quit singing songs. Empty me of everything. Lord, don't empty this. The culture of blessing is when you learn that everything you have belongs to God. It doesn't belong to you. And when you give it to him, you cannot outgive God. My God, I wish I had a believer in the building. You cannot outgive God. Give him your time, he'll give more of it back to you. Give him your talent, he'll bless you with more talents. Give him your treasure, he'll open the windows of heaven and pour it out. You can't out whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I challenge somebody in this building tonight in the midst of a culture of fear. You ought to stand up and declare a culture of blessing in your life. I refuse to live in fear. I'm blessed. I refuse to live in fear. I'm blessed. I refuse to live in fear. I've got the name of Jesus. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous shall run therein and be safe. Came to preach to somebody. See, I don't know how I'm going to fit this all into a devotion for HDR. <laughs> in the middle of this culture of fear, you got to learn, I'm living a blessed life. I'm living a blessed life. 
I'm going to be careful what counsel I listen to. I'm going to be careful of the voices that influence my thinking. I'm going to be careful of the, the company that I keep in. Why? Because I've got to have uh, the blessing of God at work uh, in my life. I'm trying to hurry. I'm almost done. And so Psalm 1, he warns us against a regression of movement. You want to be blessed, watch out for these things. But in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse number 31, God shows us a switch of momentum. And the scripture says, but they that wait upon the Lord. Now, this is not talking about wait like, like you have to for your wife to get ready to come to church. Uh-oh, I just felt some haterade over, over here on this side. I, got, I ain't even looking. I just, I just heard. I, I heard the necks popping. I heard the neck pop. I'm getting out of the swinging zone. I'm not talking about waiting like you're waiting on your husband to get that chore done that you asked him to do 50 times. I'm not talking about waiting on the kids to go make the bed like you told them two hours ago and it still ain't done. How many of you know you're never waiting on God? God's always waiting on you. Silly rabbit tricks are for kids. God's already where you're waiting on him to be. He's been there from the beginning of time. You're never waiting on God to show up. God's already in your tomorrow waiting on you to get there. They that wait upon the Lord. If you look up that phrase, wait upon, it comes from the original word calvow in the Greek. And that word calvow means to entangle yourself into something, like braiding something together, intertwining yourself with something. They that intertwine themselves in the Lord. I want God to wrap me all up in his business. I want to be all tangled up and tied up and involved and wrapped up uh, in God's business. I, I'm not trying to see what I can do less uh, for God. Uh, I'm trying to see uh, how I can do more uh, for the kingdom uh, of God. Come on, somebody. I, I'm not trying to walk uh, by minimums. Uh, I want to give more. Uh, I want to give everything. Uh, I'm to, Brother Leo, I'm trying to leverage my life uh, so that I can do more uh, for the kingdom of they uh, that wait uh, upon the Lord. Those uh, that make it their business uh, to get themselves involved uh, in the kingdom of God. Uh, those uh, that make it their intention uh, to wrap themselves in. Uh, they that wait uh, upon the Lord uh, shall uh, renew uh, their strength. You know what that tells me? Uh, that to get to that point uh, causes you to expend all of your strength. Anybody beside me know what it's like uh, to say, man, I feel uh, I'm trying to give God everything uh, and I'm just tired. I, I feel like I don't have no more energy. Uh, listen here. Uh, God's promise is uh, that when you wrap yourself up in him, uh, he'll renew uh, your strength. Uh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost coming on. Uh, he'll renew uh, your strength. Uh, and when he does, uh, he said, they uh, shall mount up uh, with wings uh, like eagles. Uh, oh, in Psalm 1, uh, there's a digression of movement. Uh, but in Isaiah 40, uh, there is a progression uh, of movement. Uh, I'm not down. Uh, I'm up. Uh, I'm not coming down to a seat, uh, but I'm soaring uh, into the air. Well, uh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm not being brought down, uh, but God is lifting uh, me. Uh, I'm talking about living uh, the blessed life. Uh, they shall mount up uh, with wings. Uh, as eagles. You see, when you're sitting in the seat of the scornful, your perspective is a down perspective. You see everything from ground level. Everything looks too hard. Everything looks too difficult. 
Everything looks bigger than you. Everything looks like a problem to the seat of the scornful. But when God lets you mount up with wings as eagles, your perspective begins to change. God puts you on top of the situation. And the situation is no longer on top of you. You know what an eagle does? He's not afraid of the storm. He just takes the storm and lets it lift him higher. The eagle doesn't land on the ground and run into a rock. The eagle spreads his wings. Your response to the storm means everything. When you got wings as eagles, you spread those wings in the middle of the storm. And instead of going down, you'll start to ascend higher. And your perspective will begin to change. And you'll see things from God's perspective. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. I'm preaching to somebody that's been down and out lately and the news of this world has caused your perspective but I'm telling you tonight that if you'll get yourself wrapped up in God he's about to elevate your perspective so mount up with wings like eagles From the sky, it's not as big as you thought it was compared to the rest of the world, compared to the big picture of things. I understand that God's in control. From God's perspective, he said, the earth is my footstool. Yeah, to God, uh, the things that caught us cause us the greatest concern. God said, I rest my foot on it. Uh, It's an anthropomorphic expression. Uh, I use your biggest trouble uh, to take a rest uh, and put my foot on it. Uh, Oh, uh, when you're living the blessed life, uh, you got a different perspective uh, than everybody else. Uh, You can walk through Publix uh, without panicking. Uh, You can walk downtown uh, where somebody can sneeze and you won't have a heart attack. I'm just just sharing a little devotion with y'all. So mount up with wings as eagles. I love this. They shall run and not be weary. I'd like to try that one day. Because I'd be running in here sometimes. And when I get home, whoa, Lord, I'm weary. But when you're living the blessed life, God said, in other words, I'm going to bring strength to you that is supernatural. Beyond natural. In other words, I'm going to be your strength. In one place he said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. When you're living the blessed life, you can run and you will not be weary. The old timers used to sing a song, no, I'm not tired yet. No, I'm not tired yet. I've been running for Jesus a long time. Hey, I've been running for Jesus a long time. Oh, no, I'm not tired yet. Somebody shout out. No, I'm not tired yet. I've been running for Jesus a long time. Said I've been running for Jesus a long time. Lift your voice one more time. No, I'm not tired yet. Come on, sing one time. No, I'm not tired yet. When you're living the blessed life, that's the way you live for God. I know we just had church Sunday, but I'm already ready for Tuesday night. I'm not tired yet. I'm just getting started. You think I've won a soul? I'm just getting started. And baby, I'm not giving up. I'm not slowing down. I'm not backing up. Why? Because it's not my strength. It's the strength of God. I can run and not be weary. part of living a blessed life. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That means I can keep on going and never give up. 
Never give up. Never give up. Why? Because I'm living the blessed life. Come on, I wonder if there's somebody in the building right now that would throw your hands in the air and say, I'm living the blessed life. Come on, I'm living the blessed life. I know we're in chaos. I know we're in crazy days. I know the world is upside down. I know the news media said we're in trouble. But there ought to be a people of God in this place. There ought to be a people in this place that can lift their hands tonight and declare I'm living the blessed life. I'm living the blessed life. Come on, my hope isn't in this world. My hope is not in my job. My hope is not in the economy. My hope is not in what my boss decides to do. But my hope is in Jesus. I'm living my blessed life. Come on. I wonder if we can make our way to this altar tonight for just a few minutes and throw our hands in the air. I wonder if we can make our way to this altar tonight and throw our hands in the air. Come on. There's a strength that's about to come on somebody tonight. There's a renewing of strength that's about to get a hold of you tonight. God's about to renew your strength and cause you to mount up with wings as eagles. He's about to cause you to run and not be weary. He's about to cause you to walk and not faint. Come on, lift your hands. Somebody begin to call on the name of the Lord. Somebody begin to call on the name of the Lord tonight. Come on, somebody call on the name of the Lord tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. My time to be blessed. Come on. It's my time. It's my time for God's favor. It's my time. It's my time to be blessed. It's my time. My time for God's favor. It's my time. My time to be blessed. It's my time.